right. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. I'm Sam. I'm Dennis. We got a lot to talk about this week. And it won't be Starcrossed. <laughs> it will not be Starcrossed. Not yet. I can't remember who it was who commented on our Facebook page. It was like, I'm guessing it's not Starcrossed this week. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely going to be true. You are right. Uh, but before we dive in, let's do uh, housekeeping like we always do. Find us on the web, fateswidewheel.com, across all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Fates Wide Wheel. You can find us uh, at Patreon, patreon.com, Fates Wide Wheel. By the way, Sam, we got our very first Patreon this week. Yay! I'm too lazy we've, to add a really cool sound effect here, so I'll just say yeah. yay! Yeah. <laughs> we, we've had the account for uh, five years, but we've never really pushed it. I think both wow. of you, both you and me, like we're kind of self conscious about, uh, about asking. Totally. Totally. But uh, thank you. I hope you don't mind us uh, announcing your name in, in, in the episode. Uh, Dana Buse. I'm not sure uh, how to pronounce your last name. Apologies if we do uh, mispronounce it. Uh, but thank you. Um, yeah, thank you so very much. Thank you so much. And it's, it's something that we, that we haven't talked about. And I, I meant to mention to Sam before. I think we're going to start doing I think if you give to us on any level whatsoever uh, we're going to start making a practice of reading your name off uh, as part of the credits at the end of our our episodes as to say thank you yeah uh, we'll do like i said we'll do that on any level unless like we just start getting like patreons like out the wazoo and we got to start trimming that down uh, I, I don't see that happening <laughs> well and I, hey. I, I i do think too that the kind of one of the goals is that uh, eventually as we do explore this and kind of you know get a little bit more I don't know, proactive and professional about it, perhaps, is that we will absolutely explore avenues for, you know, different sort of tiers. And and I think that, you know, certainly a couple of things that have come to mind is potentially doing like, you know, a, a Twitch stream while we record so that people can watch live if they want to, you know, even participate in like, you know, comments live and that sort of stuff. And then perhaps, a, you know, a certain tier, you can even participate uh, uh, on those live streams, oh, yeah. you know, beyond like comments. Because one of the things that we wanted when we first started the podcast was to always have, you know, like a guest host with us to discuss the episodes and due to you know the pandemic moving sure. all sorts of other random elements coming into play we weren't always able to do this in person but now that we've obviously figured out the whole virtual scheme of it all it would be a lot easier to to slot people in you know uh via zoom or twitch or, or whatever else we might be able to to do so uh we're certainly looking forward to exploring that we don't have anything set in stone yet but uh we'll we'll let you know we'll keep you updated sure. and so if if um you know if you if you're itching to support us yeah that sounds awesome um if you're if you if you've got money you know like i said unicef doctors without borders uh a local charity that means something to you go for it and if after that you still want to throw us a dime um we would we would really appreciate it you know so we're gonna, uh, bringing in guest hosts like i can't remember uh the name forgive me but someone on facebook this week did uh kind of like gently ask if they would, if we'd be interested in having a guest host uh this week and we did not respond and that is not a slight to you um, who, who you left that comment? It's just we we're just struggling to keep up this week in our personal lives, and and and, all and the that news, is why. And I mean, it was there was so much kind of going on this week. Um, yeah, you, you know, I uh, 
I, I mentioned on the last podcast that I accepted an offer for, you know, a theater gig and acting gig here in Chicago. And uh, initially the impression was, is that I wouldn't be needed for that because it was an understudy gig for some mm-hmm. time, you know, until they did their first run through. Turns out sure. that the actor who I'm covering is not able to be in rehearsal until the end of this month. So that means that I'm in rehearsal now for, you know, for the show. And, and that kind of came out of nowhere. And, um, and so between that and, and, and yeah, the family stuff and daylight savings time and, uh, uh, and of course all this, all this new news that we've been inundated with, we didn't really even know exactly what we were going to be doing or precisely when we were going to be doing it. Uh, so, you know, we, we thought about dropping an episode early and it just became clear that logistically it made more sense to kind of try to stick with our 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 usual time. But yeah, um, we would love to have people on again though, at some point, Mm -hmm. hopefully in the very near future. Yeah. And just a, a quick tangent real quick. Like I did my fair of understudying shows when I was in Chicago too, like a couple of them for like, from like nice bigger shows. And it's, it's largely a thankless job, but sometimes the, um, two shows I understudied, like one major show, I actually went on for one weekend because it was already known before they started the run that one of the leads was going to be out for one weekend. Um, and another one, um, I got called in for the very to do the very last dress rehearsal of the show because one of the actors was out with health problems. Mm. So I was able to get, it was like three quarters of the show. And then they cut it off early because like they had some weird rule, like, oh, because it was actual equity show. They had equity cast members. Mm. So they actually had a rule. They had to stop rehearsing at a certain point. Right. Um, it can be a very rewarding experience, but also they're a very thankless job. So kudos. I hope you get to go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me enough warning. I'll make it up to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to meet Patrick. Uh, it's funny because uh, the guy I'm covering does a lot of um, uh, film and TV work. It, it, he's actually he's SAG after, but he's not equity. Um, uh, so uh, it seems like he, you know, that that's kind of more of his, his bread and butter and he's done, I, I, quite a few. I don't want to, I, I think it's like probably about a dozen episodes of Chicago PD with a recurring role. So um, what's his last name again? Okay. Uh, That's all good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Blas Hill, Blas Hill, Blas Hill, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sure. We are not here to talk about us and acting. We are here no, to talk about, surprising. we are here to talk about some other actors though. Yes. Man, by the time uh, we dropped our regular episode on time, but by the time I got the blog post out and our video post out, everything like old news. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we had Raymond Lee last weekend, and then the which we were able to it. cover, obviously Raymond Lee, because we talked about yeah. him on the last episode. Which was yeah. nice to be able to devote a full episode to our lead, you know, to mm-hmm. Ben Song, like to be able to, like that was really cool. But then on the day we drop our episode, we get Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Oh man, I, I that was such a cool bit of casting. You know, the thing is, it's like uh, I, I did not. I did not think that we would be getting like such a, I didn't think we'd be getting like well-known actors really at all. Sure. For, for this. So cool. I'm excited. And, um, and we have a couple of guesses that are thanks to Matt Dale. Yes. Um, Because we've been chatting back and forth with him. Uh, He is just a sleuth on the Instagram. And so thanks to some sleuthing on Instagram, um, um, we have some other guesses of who might be in. Actually, he called Mason Alexander Park before it was officially announced. He did because he noticed on he, their um, yeah Instagram because yeah. he noticed on their Instagram that Raymond Lee was following Mason Alexander Park and like looking at non 
non-binary actors. They were the only like non-binary actor like on yeah. Raymond's list or like or top of the list. It was like, oh, you know, actors in Hollywood do the same thing actors in in smaller right? theater cities do. Yeah. Because we do the same thing. We get cast at a show. We start stalking on social media. We start adding everybody left and right. Uh, then the show's over with, and you don't have to talk to them for like another. Five. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway. right. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like probably a good seventy-five percent of my friends list are people that I've worked with on on one show, and you know, I, I see them. I like their stuff, but I haven't talked to some of them in like a decade. You know, absolutely, or yeah. more. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Matt has done some incredible work. Um, his, you know, sort of investigative work in in picking out uh, these little threads, and then obviously being able to call, you know, Mason's involvement based off of that follow uh, was just genius and, and wonderful. And it's so great because I feel like we, we have this wonderful collaborator in in Matt, and and knowing that uh, I think that you know he he works for the competition, if you will. Uh, I say that jokingly <laughs> and lovingly. There's there's no competition. Yeah. Um, you know, with the with Quantum Leap podcast and. And uh, it's been really cool to kind of have that information sharing going on because we've obviously shared some information with him that I know that they're going to be talking about on their latest episode um, that we've already kind of, you know, covered here. So it's not anything new for for our listeners necessarily, but for people that listen to them that don't listen to us, it will be new information. And if you do listen to us and you want to hear it through, you know, their lens, then, you know, hop over and and make sure you listen to their latest episode as well. so it's been really cool to share that information, to have those conversations, because I feel like the three of us in particular um, on, on, you know, sort of this side of things, this fandom podcasty, you know, side of things are, are so enthused over this that we are trying to every day see what's new. And mm-hmm. we've gotten something new, you know, not every day this past week, but. You know, close. Like four, four, four out of like five, you know, ain't bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, like on top of the official announcement, like we said, uh, Martin Garrow and uh, Stephen Winbrand have been posting stuff on Instagram, yeah, which is really cool. And I, I actually posted on my personal Facebook page yesterday. It's like for years I have been saying I will actually believe a new quantum leap is being made when I actually see production photos. And lo and behold. And yesterday, I actually saw production photos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Brian Winbrandt, by the way. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, totally I'm, 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 I'm mashing people up. Sorry. Right, yeah, Steve, sorry. Steve Lillian and, and Brian. Uh, and Steve Lillian, yeah. I apologize. Like we said, no, it's no, been no. a long week. We are two tired dads. So if little slips like that come through this yeah. week. It's, it's um, bound to happen. Um, we apologize. Uh, but it's uh, maybe it's a nice segue into, into talking about the actors yeah. and like the information that we shared with Matt. I do believe you're referring to the fact that we've, that we've seen the script and that we've read the script. Right. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. And, so, and, and, and I find it really interesting because uh, Matt has read through the script. Like he's poured, like he's geeked out. He's already written like his, his new chapter for... Uh, well, for, for an update I, of his book, like if it ever, like if it ever comes out, you know, you know, um, let me, let me, I, I just want to, I just want to set this, this stage for people real quick because I, I sent him the, the script because the observer mm-hmm. sent it to us and, you know, we, we had it very, very early in the process, way earlier than anybody like us should have had it, but we had it. And then of course, a literary agent also sent a copy to you a few weeks mm-hmm. later. And so, yeah. you know, and so then I ended up, yeah, Captain Galaxy, thank you. Uh, then I ended up sending the script to Matt while he was flying home from the Gallifrey convention out in Los Angeles. So he read it on the flight back, uh, you know, to, to the uh-huh. UK while, because uh, um, I had sent it to him at that point. And uh, it, yeah, it was, it was wonderful to, to just to, to hear his enthusiasm over it because uh, before, you know, I, I, I 
hesitated to tell him that we had it just because it was one of those things where it's like, who do we tell? How do we tell? When do we tell? And at that point, you know, I knew we could trust Matt. And I knew that if there was anybody else on the face of the planet, literally that I would want to share this with, it was Matt Dale. And so to have the opportunity to be like, Matt, the reason why we know what we know is because we have the script and he was just like, holy smokes, you know? And and, and so getting the opportunity to share it with him, yeah, it was great. It's amazing. So what I find interesting is he has read it, but he said, uh, Allison and Chris, the other two co-stars of quantum leap podcast, they, they don't want to read the script at all. They want to, they want to be surprised. And for me, I find it really interesting because like, I, maybe it's like the theater background, but, I, I absolutely had no issues whatsoever, mm-hmm. whatsoever at reading the script beforehand. To me, it was like getting to see the pilot early. Sure, sure. It's getting to see one uh, one version of the pilot early, and then we'll see what happens when it comes out. So I'm geeked out about that. Now, the, like all of these cast members that have come out, I don't really find any real drive to like to like go see the work of of, of Raymond and Mason and Caitlin and then. Nenrisa and right. Ernie before we get started. Like, I don't find that important. I, I want to be surprised by that. To sure. me, I don't want that to be spoiled. Like, I almost don't want to see them in other work. I don't want to have any preconceived notions of them. I just want to truly see them as sure. the characters. As those characters. That, that, when the I show mean, comes out. That's totally fair. And, uh, you know, for me, I think with, with Raymond in particular, I wanted to familiarize myself with him a little bit mostly sure. so we could talk about him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that had, had, had we not been doing the podcast, I probably would not have gone out and sought out his, his shows, sure. um, beforehand. And, you know, I wouldn't have watched, you know, Kevin can F himself or, uh, here and now, but, but because we do the podcast, yeah, I, I felt like I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to see his work a little bit. And, um, you know, with Ernie, I'm familiar with his work already. And with the rest, with Nenrisa, I've actually seen her in a couple of things, but I, I don't necessarily, like, really, really remember her. You know, I mean, I remember her enough to be like, oh, okay, cool. But, um, mm. but yeah, the rest of the cast, I mean, obviously with, with Caitlin, which we'll get into in a second, there's nothing really we could see. Uh, so... It, yeah, it's 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 fascinating, and then of course there's another potential cast member who I'm very familiar with as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. But as far as reading the script beforehand, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. One thing I will say is that I appreciate the number of listeners that have commented that you know they're glad that we've read it and 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 you know they're encouraged by what we've had to say about it, but sure. they don't want to read it. That actually makes me feel good in a way because my one of my concerns one of my fears quite frankly is that listeners would you know not like that we had read it or would want you know to read it would be like oh share it with me let me see it you know that sort of stuff and because that hasn't really happened it's made me feel really good about the fact that like we got this we did this thing you know we're doing it just for the benefit of of the fandom and the audience as best we can but again you know we have legitimate reasons for not wanting to just you know put it out there for download or whatever um but all that aside, uh, yeah, let's 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 dive into this cast. Let's talk about our magic. Let's talk about Ernie Hudson. Sure, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. What order do you want to go in here? I mean, yeah, I didn't think we would get like like well known people for this show. I mean, the the, the guys 
yeah, I mean, the guy's a, a you know, uh, he's a movie star. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Between, like, the first couple Ghostbusters movies and, you know, and all the other stuff that he's done. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's done some television, obviously, as well. Um, especially recently, he's done quite a bit more television. But uh, I, for me, one of the things that popped into my head immediately when I saw him, and, and I honestly kind of hope that it mirrors part of his portrayal of, of magic, that he brings some of that, that, that same quality that he brought to this other role, was his role in The Crow as the police officer uh, mm-hmm. Albrecht in The Crow. I, I loved him in that. And I feel like in many ways he is kind of the heart and soul of that film. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon Lee is, is incredible. And, and obviously the tragic circumstances surrounding that movie, you know, cut short the sure. life of someone who I believe would have been an incredibly huge movie star in the nineties, without a doubt. Like, I mean, after that film, he would have been in as high demand as any other young like actor, especially on the action movie side of things. I mean, he would have, he, he could have potentially displaced Keanu. You know what I mean? Like he could have mm-hmm. been in the matrix that he would have been that sort of actor. Sure. Um, yeah. But all that aside, I thought that Ernie Hudson was kind of just the heart and soul of that film in so many ways. And I loved the quality uh, that he brought to that role because there was this kind of like jaded, you know, slightly embittered police officer living in this crime infested city, but also so passionately wanted justice for this couple who had been savagely murdered, you know, just short of their wedding day. And, and, and that he carried that with him, you know, all this time before these, you know, supernatural circumstances bring this guy back to life. Um, and, and and it just made me kind of connect in a way the dots to magic as being this guy potentially who is, in, in the same way, kind of seeking some sort of like quality of justice for Sam, you mm-hmm. know, and, and by extension, Al. Um, yeah. That's why like there, there have been some articles that have mistakenly called him the new Al. Right, the new and Al, I, yeah. I will say mistakenly in the fact, like he's not the hologram and that's what the casual fan like thinks of. Right. But in many ways he is the new Al. Yes. One, he's the name. He's the most well-known name. Right. In the show. And that was Dean Stockwell. Right. At the time, because he had just got uh, the Oscar nomination for Married to the Mom. Well, yeah, and he'd also been working in, you know, film for 40 some odd years from film and TV. You know, sure. sure. But, but yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. He was making his way back. Funny, a little side story. This is just a story that I learned. I read about Dean Stockwell uh, when, when stories came out after his his passing away. Uh, his part in Dune came because he directly approached the director and asked to be in the film. That's, that's hilarious. Had he and, worked with David Lynch at that point? Li- listen, but listen, do you, do you know what, uh, was the director of Dune David Lynch? Yeah, Forgive it was me. David Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what David Lynch said? No, what? Basically he said, I don't know how to tell you this. I thought you were dead. Oh, wow. Because Stockwell had been mostly out of the business for so long. He thought that, he had just passed away. Oh my God. And at the time there wasn't a role in, in the movie form, but then the actor who the, but then an actor dropped out and that's how Dean Stockwell got the role. And well, and, and then I, I, well, the reason why I asked is because I know obviously he was in uh, blue velvet, which came out. Sure. Mm-hmm. The, the following, uh, was his next film was David Lynch's next movie. So, that, yeah. um, yeah, at that point that they had, you know, they had already worked together on Dune. So yeah, that yeah. is fascinating. Uh, <laughs> anyway, forgive the tangents, but anyway, but he is, he is the new Al in the way of like, he is, he is the military liaison. He is what is keeping the Pentagon at bay. 
yes. fun project. So, so it is. is you know, Navy well. SEAL, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously, uh, is someone also that Sam had, you know, has had leapt into, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, use that to, to change things. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah I, I think that the, the character, uh, is awesome. And, and I love the, the idea of Ernie Hudson playing this character. I think the wonderful thing about this is he's incredibly age appropriate. One of the things that, you know, you and Matt and I kind of went around and around about was, you know, were they going to do some sort of like trickery with magic's age? Because the character, you know, in 1970, the youngest that he probably would have been would have been like 22 maybe 21 at the youngest and when we started kind of doing the math we're just sort of like okay when we're talking about somebody who's going to be in their 70s you know early to mid 70s now at this point it looks like it's pretty sure for sure for sure that the show takes place in 2022 not Mm -hmm. 2025 as had been kind of guessed at by some people including matt and so ernie's 76 years old magic by you know by our math would have probably been 75 so he's totally the right age and it doesn't mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mess anything up it doesn't make it seem like the like again it's just another sign of the fidelity that Lillian and Winbrandt in particular have to the original show and how much they love the original show that they're not trying to cut any corners that they're not trying to cast this in such a way that's just sort of like well it's Hollywood this is what you do it's like no this guy's a Vietnam mm-hmm. veteran and we're going to you know honor that original aspect of the character by casting somebody who's age appropriate for the role yeah now here's a question for you that I've been kind of thinking about uh God, fader time, whatever, willing that this gets picked <laughs> up into a series. Uh, do you think at some point Magic is just going to drop the knowledge that he knows that at some point Sam leaped into him? Or do you think, this is, this is what I hope they do. I prefer that they do this. At some point in the series, something happens, something clicks, and Magic is like, son of a bitch. I, you know, I think it really depends on... In my mind, it depends on the other characters that could potentially be involved. You know, do we see, you know, a a retired senator, you know, Diane from Honeymoon Express? Do we see, you know, Tom Beckett at some point? You know, do we see some of these other characters Mm -hmm. who are able to interact in such a way that have had some sort of impact or effect on Project Quantum Leap or Sam Beckett, uh, who has also, of course, impacted their lives through his leaping? Will we see some sort of connection between these characters, some sort of conversation that takes place that they have that knowledge, or like you said, will it be a discovery? Will it be something that comes along where they're like, Holy shit. Like, you know, will, will Tom and magic have a moment together? Like, let's pretend for a moment that, you know, Tom is in an episode at some point in the first or second season or whatever. Do they have a moment together where Tom all of a sudden realizes you didn't save my life. My little brother saved my life. And he was sleeping around in time and he was you, you know, or, or will there be like, will there be like a support group for people that Sam has leapt into <laughs> where you see like some people, you know, like magic with a couple of other folks that are just sort of like, you know, Sam Beckett changed my life. You know, I don't think that's the yeah. way I'm going to go. But. But, but, you know, uh, and I've seen someone point this out. And recently, what if Tom already knew by the end of the episode? Well, that's a good point. Because he does. He does have that line about thanks, little brother. You, little brother. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Uh, that yeah. that's just an aside that I thought was would be interesting to. I, I really hope that they that they give us that reveal on screen that Magic figures out that he had been leaked into. Yes, I agree. I would rather us see the discovery as opposed to having it be something that he already knows. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm taking a look at uh, David Newsom who played Tom Beckett. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been active, uh, not very active, 
Um, most recently, he he was in a movie in 2021. He was in an episode of Orange is the New Black. Oh, and he also guest starred in a certain episode, a certain TV series, Men of a Certain Age. Oh, well, how about that? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. I think we talked about that, actually, on the episode that we did. I'm sure we probably home. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I that, I really do hope that they bring him in at some point. I would love to see I would love to see Tom Beckett, uh, you know, uh, as an older man, and mm-hmm. and you know how he has handled the intervening years, and in particular how he handled the disappear- disappearance of his brother, and um, you know what effect you know these these past thirty years have had on him. Um, I, I think that that's something that would be incredibly interesting. Um, you know, I think that the, the big elephant in the room, as far as I'm concerned though, and we've kind of hinted at this before is going to be Donna and Sammy Joe, you know, it's like, how do you handle that? Do you handle that? What do we do here? You know, I, I think that there's, there's, there's potential. Yes. But mm-hmm. in, in my mind, if I'm being completely honest, I want to stay as far away from that as possible for as long as they possibly can, because I just feel like it's, it would be a little too much too soon I would rather see somebody like Tom first, you know, I would rather see, sure. I'd rather see Katie Beckett. You know what I mean? I'd rather see like, if you're going to bring mm-hmm. in like another legacy character, you've already got magic there. You've got some connections to other characters potentially. I, I, I just think that like that element of it, a it draws the focus very far away from our new cast who we need to talk about. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and I think that at this early stage in the show, it would be better to save that for later, you know, pending, mm-hmm. Sam slash Scott's involvement. Absolutely. I agree with that. So after Ernie, who do we have? After (laughs) Ernie, we have. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, let's just go down the list. Let's talk about Caitlin Bassett. I'm not familiar with Caitlin Bassett's work. Well, there's a reason for that. Because there's not much work that we have to be familiar with uh, publicly. She is uh, very new. She is, I I won't go down her, her resume, but she is former military decided to retire from the military, pursue acting, uh, graduate, I believe, from uh, the Stella Adler, Stella Adler Conservatory, mm-hmm. was discovered through uh, the ABC Discovers Talent uh, program. And what, like what you said before we hit record, she sounds like she is very much Addison. Yeah. Uh, because I think we mentioned it in a previous episode that Addison is former military herself yes yeah uh you know having having served uh i i can't remember if it's made clear but i think it it, it's a couple of tours uh in -hmm. afghanistan uh i think um you know she she has maybe some sort of medical background perhaps um but yeah, I don't want to go too, too deeply into that. Uh, sure. yeah, I, I, it, it was really funny to me to read about her background and just be like, Oh my gosh, like that's kind of is Addison. Um, yeah. I'm really interested to see what she will bring to the role. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things that we were able to gather from some of the, um, images that were posted on Instagram by the, the creative team uh, is that one of the scenes that they were probably filming today, Sunday, March 13th was probably at Addison's apartment um, just based off of, of what we could see there. Cause it looked awfully mm-hmm. modern for 1989. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I will say that 
I'll just drop this. Why not? That the only other place we visit besides the project in the present, if you will, is Addison's apartment. So mm-hmm. uh, I, it looks like they were probably filming that today. So, you know, she's working. She, she's doing it. She's doing yeah. the thing. Uh, and, and I cannot wait to see what she does. I think that one of the things that we mentioned early on is I believe that so much of this show will hinge on the chemistry between Caitlin and Raymond. I think that the two of them, mm-hmm. you know, that that's going to be kind of our heart of the show. I mean, that's our leaper and our observer, same as, as, as Sam and Al. So I, I can't wait to see what they bring. Cause I think it'll be something very different, obviously, not just because it's, you know, a man and a woman, but I, I think just the nature of their relationship, the nature of their backgrounds, it'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be something different. And I, I'm, I'm just so jazzed to see that, you know, it's like that thing where we're talking about reading the script and it's like, yeah, we've read the script, but we don't know what we're going to actually get, you know, we don't know what sure. we're going to actually see. Like, I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know how much I can say without like starting divulging things from the script that we don't want to divulge, but anyway, I, I probably uh, said too much. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm wait, you're, you're going to get to see uh, them at home, which some, we only got a very little bit of in the, yes. in this series, but uh, yeah, let's go down uh, to Mason Alexander park. Yes. What a, I, I mean, such a great career already for them. They, they've um, played Hedwig in Hedwig and the Angry Inch for the, the original right. yep. Broadway national tour. Um, they've also uh, been in the recent Netflix adaptation of Cowboy Bebop and will be in the upcoming Netflix adaptation of The Sandman. They're playing Desire, uh, which is, I mean, perfect casting. They even, they even look a lot like the you know some of the artistic interpretations the the character mm-hmm. even in in the comic book kind of changes uh, appearances quite a bit but they they I'm really excited to see their performance in the Sandman um, mm-hmm. so yeah I, I I mean just I love the representation I love the fact that they wanted to cast this uh, as a non-binary role but that it was open to to anyone any ethnicity but they encouraged non-binary people to audition obviously and that they went with you know with Mason is is awesome looking forward to it looking forward I would what I find interesting is like in the and the cast character description they say that Ian uh, the character that they are playing gets along more with computers than with people. <laughs> but even just from what we've seen from reading the script, I don't think that's going to be accurate. <laughs> and, and, and I say that to say, I think Ian is going to bring a lot of heart to the show on the project side. Oh, just, just, yes. even, just even from the little bit that we got of them in, in the pilot script. It's a wonderfully written character. Uh, because because even as I, as I was reading it, I was like, that doesn't really match what it says in the character description about to get along more with computers than people. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think that they are a I think that they are a wonderful character. And I think that it's a you know it's it's going to be really cool to see the actor, um, yeah, inhabit that role because there's there's just a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, there for, for yeah and and out. and also guessing and and i guess i'll drop one more detail from from the pilot script let's say why not let's let's just drop some 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 little nuggets in there one thing we don't really know from the pilot script sam feel free to edit this out because i don't know uh, if, <laughs> if i should be saying this as i say it while we do know ziggy is in existence we don't know if ziggy is going to necessarily be the same sassy ziggy that we know from the classic series. Right. 
But if Ziggy ends up does having a voice, I I have a feeling that we're going to we're going to see a lot of banter between Ian and Ziggy. Yes, the, there is no doubt, and I think that we've kind of already talked a little bit about this. That they are, uh, I mean, they are deeply connected. Uh, yeah. You know, Ian and and Ziggy. I mean, you know, Ian is the one that gets Ziggy working again because that's sure. the, that's the thing. It's like I don't think that this is too spoilery because we've already talked about it. Like at the beginning of the episode, like the project's not ready. That's one of the things that, that obviously Ben has in common with Sam, you know, Sam leapt before things were ready and, and, you know, he, you know, Ben does the same thing. So they don't know how any of this is going to go. And I think that, you know, Ian's character specifically, their job is to basically get things running so that they can figure out what the hell they can do to get Ben back. Um, so there's a lot of weight on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we, but their relationship will be fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think will certainly be one of the, 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 uh, you know, core aspects of what we see back at the project. I, I can already imagine there are going to be the, like these tense moments that like in the original series, we would see between Al and Ziggy. I have a feeling mm-hmm. we're going to see like these tense moments of like, there needs to be this key piece of information that Ziggy needs to find for yes. <coughs> Ben to be able to do the thing. And it's going to be, Ian actually, who is yelling at Ziggy, right? To figure stuff out to get well, the thing. I, I think it was Carol Davis uh, that had mentioned this, uh, and, and we had talked about it, I believe, a few episodes ago. Mentioned it briefly that one of the things that they have done so wisely by you know having this be a, a sh- be a show that's a little bit more of ensemble nature is that you've got a little bit better of a division of labor, so that Al doesn't have to know everything. You know, yes. and, and, and Sam doesn't have to have, you know, 10 degrees. You've got more support this way. You know, you, you have these characters that can lend their expertise in different manners. Now, it does appear that Addison is the is the observer. Like, I don't think this is going to be sure. a case where there's like a revolving door of observers. But oh, God, obviously she'll be in contact yeah. with, you know, the rest of, of our crew back at Project Quantum Leap. And they will be able to offer, you know, quite a bit. And once Ziggy is up and running, Ziggy starts offering stuff through the hand link, just like in the old show. So I, I, but, but it's, it's nice that we don't have to have a character that's done everything, you know, we don't have to have a moment, you know, in season three where, you know, Ben turns to Addison and says, let me guess, you've also been an X, (laughs) Y, Z, you know, uh, like we had in the original series. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's, it's a great idea to do that. And, and, and plus the other thing is it just gives us a richer, texture to draw from in general. Sure. And that's not a knock on the original series. I mean, the original series is perfect the way that it was and didn't need to have that expansive cast. But I think that making the choice to do this, it just gives them a lot more opportunity. So uh, sure. I'm looking forward to seeing how it, how it all plays together, not just Ian and Ziggy. Yeah. And touching on this a little bit, uh, Carol made a comment that I didn't respond to. This was a couple of weeks ago. I, I just like liked the comment, but I didn't like actually respond just because life and busy and stuff. But she commented how it, 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 I can't remember how she worded it. It was always haphazard the way they visited the future in the classic series. Like it always looked fake. Yes, right, right. Um, and one thing that I really hope that they do differently in the new series is the waiting room. Oh. <laughs> uh, because yeah. like, I like, because some of the novels, the way they dealt with the waiting room 
is they completely bucked what what the series did with the blue walls and the weird table with the mirror in it. Like, why do you want to put a table? Why do you want to put a mirror in a room where you're going to traumatize the damn person because they don't <laughs> look like themselves? Right, um, right. Where I think a couple of the novels like made it clear that the waiting room was more like this very nondescript, plain hospital room so as to not freak the the leapy out and so as to not tip them off that they were in the future right you know what i mean almost right. like the almost kind of like that blank wall that the that steve rogers wakes up in at the end of right. the first captain america you know what i mean yeah um so i'm really hoping that they that they do a more uh, appropriate redo of the, the waiting room in the new series yeah, and I'm um, wondering how much they they do explore the waiting room. Right, right. I know. Um, it will be really interesting to see how that comes into play because it's not something we see, as far as we know. As far as yeah, you know, it's not. It's 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 not in the it's not in the pilot. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I do hope that they that that they. I, I, it seems like things are going to be updated, and that there will be some differences. Obviously, um, you sure. know, even from the way that certain things are described. So, um, the future tech, if you will, uh, will I'm sure will be rendered in in exciting uh, ways. Um, and again, I just think that based off of the fidelity that we see to the classic series already, and even you look at like the the. Um, the title logo that's on the clapboard, which could oh, change. God, that, cool. it, yeah. it, you know, that might not be the, the end product. It likely will be, but it might not be. Mm-hmm. But even if it is, it's this wonderfully kind of updated version of, of what we know in a way. Like, it feels familiar without feeling like the exact same title. So oh, sure. it, 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 brilliant. I love it. And uh, I, I, I think that that's kind of, I think that that's probably the aesthetic that they'll go for overall. Things will feel familiar, but they're not going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and I think that one of the ways that they will you know, kind of maybe improve on things with having a bigger budget and having a little bit more technological know-how in general, based off of a show that was produced over 30 years ago, is they'll be able to give us something that, you know, doesn't, doesn't look quite as fake (laughs) um so yeah yeah Yeah. um but all that aside uh we also got uh, another cast member uh, announced and that uh is nenrisa lee as jen who is our security officer Mm -hmm. Uh, she doesn't get a whole lot to do in the pilot you know um so it'll be interesting to see how the role is expanded i'm sure that she's going to have more to do as as the series goes on um and 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 i think that Look, it's a big assumption. It's a you know to to make, but I I don't think there's much question that this thing's gonna go to series. Like it's it's gonna happen. You know, like mm-hmm. I just I I just feel like everything that's already kind of in place. Yeah, in, in my mind, points me in the direction that this thing's gonna be a series. Yeah. Well, I mean, back to Carol. She shared the article with us earlier this week. Right. Apparently, like there's there's a shortage of of shows of pilots being produced. Which obviously makes the like the chances yes. even greater for it. Um, so and I, I the think, article also led us wow. in the direction that this looks like this is going to be NBC proper. This is not Peacock. This is going to be NBC proper. It will probably air on Peacock either like 
you know, within 24 hours or be simulcast. They do that with a lot of their shows now. They simulcast sure. a lot of their shows on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, you'll be able to watch it, you know, as it airs. But you could also watch it just over the air on NBC, it seems like, too. Sure. Fantastic. I mean, I've already cut the cable. I'll have to have Hulu to, <laughs> to watch it anyway, no matter what. But it will be appointment television. Oh, des- yeah. Destination with, yeah. viewing. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Peacock, NBC, whichever. Um yeah, so we have Nenrisa, and then we have an unofficial one. And this is a Matt Dale exclusive. Uh, this is something that he pulled from Instagram. Possibly, uh, and this is from the fact that she was tagged in the pictures of, of one of the Instagram posts from either uh, Martin or, or Brian. Uh, Jewel, how do you say her last name? State. State? Jewel yeah. State. Yeah, so here's the, here's a couple of uh, tidbits about that. Uh, is that you know obviously I think probably best known at least for a time best known for um, her role in Firefly um, mm-hmm. as Kaylee, but uh, has worked with Martin before on Stargate Atlantis. Um, mm-hmm. She had a recurring role in Stargate Atlantis. I believe ended up being moved into the main cast at some point um, of that show. Uh, there was a hilarious article that I read about connecting you texted quantum that. leap. Yeah, I didn't respond to that, but yeah. Universe to the Stargate universe, like unofficially, uh, because, you know, one of Martin's other shows had had a character, uh, the same character appear, you know, played by Bill Nye. Uh, and that, you know, that, that maybe he would attempt to do the same thing again or whatever, which I was just sort of like, man, we're really reaching for like, you know, something newsworthy to tie this, tie this in or whatever. But that said, uh, obviously this is someone that, you know, Martin is familiar with that, that the production team knows that, you know, um, we know she's in Canada right now. That's something that you were able to, to, to figure out. Um, so, uh, it looks like, yes, she's going to be involved. Now the question is, and this is the big question right now, because we were talking earlier about it and we kind of assumed that she would be playing, uh, potentially playing Janice, um, which is, you know, which is an incredibly important role. But then we started thinking about it and looking about, you know, ages and, and another actor who apparently is is uh, involved with the show, potentially involved with the show. And now I'm wondering if she's just, not just, but if she's going to be Naomi and be kind of the guest star of the episode. And if they're setting up a precedent to use and utilize talent, you know, like Jewel that has that sort of cachet and sort of the, you know, the sci-fi geek kind of community to, you know, bring that kind of extra bit of pop um, to these episodes on occasion and have those guest stars, you know, um, be of that nature. Because, you know, in the original series, uh, we had a lot of guest stars that were virtual unknowns, you know, at the time that they were in the Mm show. Uh, We did have some better known guest stars, but it was very, very, very rare where we had like, a well-known guest star, you know, and I Mm -hmm. think she would qualify as a well-known guest star. So, you know, I mean, for the purposes of, uh, the pilot, you know, it would make sense, um, if she was playing that role as opposed to playing Janice. Although I certainly don't want to disqualify her in any way based off of her age. Uh, she's still a very young 39, but, uh, of playing a role like Janice, because I don't think that that would make her inappropriate for that role in any way. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, don't mistake me for you know yeah but sure. i but i wonder if janice is not younger i don't know yeah so we we skimmed over this last week we didn't talk about it even though there had been a twitter conversation uh, about it and since we t- it's been talked about like a lot of people have been talk a lot of people relatively speaking among sure. quantum leap fandom sure. a lot of people have been talking about it on twitter this last week should we talk about janice oh so, 
So, so in so in the character description, uh, the, the cast breakdown, Janice is just described as a mysterious woman. Someone pointed out on Twitter and asked us if we knew about it, even though there is no official canon out there anywhere of Al's four daughter, Al and Beth's four daughters that that get revealed to us through the title card at the end of the final episode. Somewhere in about 2016, Quantum Leap wikis were updated to give us the names of Al and Beth's daughters, which were Alexis, Ella, Samantha, and Janice. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, I immediately, upon Matt sharing this or seeing this, and, and Matt and I kind of talking about it, I went to Wikipedia to try and figure out where the hell this came from because I had never heard of their names being disclosed before in any sort of official capacity. I went to the Wikipedia page. I immediately investigated when the edits had made. You know, I was the one that told Matt that, like, you know, this was done in 2016, blah, 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 uh, that it, the, the IP was unknown, that they didn't have a user attached to it, like a lot of other edits that are made, that that the user had only uh, edited like three other websites, one from like a jazz musician from Canada and one from uh, Sam's Sam Beckett's uh, Wikipedia page. Sure. Uh, And uh, which was actually an incorrect edit because they edited something about Tom being dead. And it's just sort of like, but Mm, he's not dead because that's, you know, leap on part two. But for whatever reason, this person had added in the names of Al's daughters. So it's weird because it's not canon, if you will, you know, to to be talking about Quantum Leap canon seems like such a silly thing to do because the show didn't really have like, you know, it didn't have a Bible like you've said before. Sure. In the same way that a lot of other, you know, shows might have one. Uh, And things certainly changed from the time we, you know, had the Genesis to, 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 to mirror image. But, uh, that of course caused a lot of speculation, a lot of people saying things. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that this is the case. Um, but it's a pretty tenuous link. Um, could Steve and Brian have been, you know, Googling stuff late at night and trying to figure out, like, make sure they had all their ducks in the row and saw this name and been like, oh, we're going to use that name for this character because this character is, you know, Al's daughter. Sure, maybe that's what they did. Uh, could it just be a massive coincidence? Yeah, it could also be that. And Janice might have absolutely nothing to do with Al Calavici. Those things could be, either of those things could be true. <laughs> It was just interesting because like when people started asking us that on Twitter, I was like, I feel like such a horrible fan that I didn't know it. And I was like, did I miss it in the novels? And then I forgot. And and Matt reminded us during our conversation, none of the novels take place after the last episode of of the TV series. None of the novels address what happens to Sam and Al in the project post mirror image. Right. Although the daughters are never mentioned, so we don't know. Right, right. Um, although we were we were talking about this too, we were thinking that there were there were mentions in Pulitzer and Mirror's Edge. 
Isn't that what we, what we, the conclusion that we came to? No, there were, there were mentions of a Tom being alive. Ah, ah, right, Uh, right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Very definitely a mirror's edge. And I'm not sure. I think Pulitzer too, Mm -hmm. but that uh, he was a Senator and had some sort of contact and some sort of sway in the Senate in regards to, in regards to project quantum leap. Right, 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 right. Uh, and has and has a much bigger role in, in Mirror's Edge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a really it's it's fascinating to 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 see all of this 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 come out. I mean, it's it's weird because the the fact of the matter is, it's like I, I'm just gonna say it straight out. I'm not gonna. I am not going to say who Janice is. Like, I yes, we know who Janice is, but I am not going to disclose that information. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's weird that that's like that that is out there, you know, and that and that people have kind of you know decided to kind of run with that. Um, and it's fascinating to me. And again, also I think shows that, you know, there's potentially, uh, you know, depending on the route this goes, these guys might've done their homework. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see. Sure. I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. Speaking of like what is officially Canon, um, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but just worth mentioning because like occasionally a, a fan will bring it up. A lot of people wonder, like the last episode of the TV series, like kind of leaps it up in the air. Like is Sam left leaping forever because of the change that Sam makes at the final episode, he makes it so that Sam and Al never meet. And so that oh. way th- that, that is what gets him stranded in time. Right, and right, I just right. say like, as far as canon goes, Don Belisario has said several times that he believes that there are certain moments in time that are immutable, no matter what changes happen, these things will absolutely happen. And Sam and Al meeting and becoming and best friends working together is one of those immutable things that no right. matter what changes in the timeline happen, Sam and Al meet. So right. um, if you're wondering how they're going to explore that in the new series, like I don't think that that's ever going to become a thing of like Sam and Al never met. Well, I mean, it's clear. It's clear. I mean, we, we've already mentioned it a couple of times. I mean, it's clear from the pilot that, that yeah, I mean, sure. Sam and Al know one another. Like, I mean, it's yeah, clear absolutely. from the pilot that like, Al was the observer in the original sure. project and that Sam was the leaper. Like, I mean, that is made abundantly clear. Abundantly clear. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah um, I don't know. I mean, Canon is one of those things that is an incredibly at times frustrating and limiting thing uh, because it, it should, you know, I, I, I used to, I used to think that it mattered but it, it doesn't. What matters is telling a good story. Sure. Now, a certain fidelity to what has come before, I think, is a part of telling a good story. But if you're if you're chained, you know, by by something that somebody once wrote, especially knowing that somebody once wrote it in, you know, nineteen ninety when they had no idea that thirty three years later, you know, sure. people would be, you know, ripping it apart and talking about it on a podcast or whatever. Um I think that that just gets in the way. Uh but what we can draw from what has been said uh, by Belisario and by some others is that the TV show is what counts. The mm. novels, as great as some of them are, are not a part of like the official canon. They yeah. are, for a lot of fans, myself included, a f- you know, a, a form of kind of headcanon of what could have also taken place of, mm. of exploring certain elements, you know, prelude Pulitzer, you know, mirrors image and mirrors edge in particular, like those novels, like absolutely give us quite a bit, um, that I think was, was left unsaid or, you know, gaps that weren't filled in by the show. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, they were, they were something that, 
Yeah. We're driven more by let's sell some books and not sure. let's continue the story of Sam. Merchandising. Yeah. Yeah. Merchandising. Uh, yeah. Uh, Carol Davis, she even mentioned like she as far as she knew, she thought like Don Belisario did not even want the novels to exist. Yeah. Like there was out of his control. It was like you said, it was a way to, to cash in and, and write some books. And at that point in time, and some like, of them were good books, but yeah, I mean, and at that point in time, everything had a book. You know, every I think I think what happened is, and I mean this sincerely, I think what happened is, is people saw the success of the the line of Star Trek novels. Star sure. Wars, you know, started off and and had the huge blockbuster, you know, Vera to the Empire, and I think pretty much everything else wanted to get in on that because before you knew it, you, I mean, even today, you know, you've got all sorts of stuff. Any television show that has ever existed, you know what I mean, pretty much has like a novel or whatever. So. Mm. You know, it's only natural that we were going to get them. The comic books, obviously. I mean, the comic books are wildly varying in quality. Some of them are like, what is this? How did this even get made? Like, this is terrible. You know, um, some of them are so agenda driven that they don't feel like Quantum Leap. No offense, because it's actually a decent story, but it doesn't feel like Quantum Leap. Uh, and, 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 and some of it does things that are not in line with the TV show at all. So mm-hmm. like the comic books are, are, are so far down the line of like what could or should be canon. Um, and then there's all the fan fiction, fan films, you know, all the other crap that, that, that exists out there that basically doesn't mean anything and certainly won't mean anything to the new creative team. So, uh, I don't know. We've, we've gone on, we've gone on some pretty good. We've gone on. Yeah. We've gone on. If you're a relatively new listener, this is probably our most tangent heavy episode we've done in a while. And for our old fans, welcome home. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So last, but certainly not least, let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about, um, Eve C. Lindley. Um, this is another name that Matt, um, you know, through his investigative prowess, uh, has pulled out, uh, as having recently been followed by, um, uh, Martin Garrow and Mason Alexander Clark. Yeah. And that she could indeed have a role here. Um, this is where the confusion started to kind of evolve in our minds because um, she is 29 years old. And I think in my mind that that may be young for the role of Naomi. Um, I think, you know, Naomi uh, on the page reads as, as being a little bit older. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a plot element in particular that leads me to believe that she's a little bit older. Not that somebody who's 29 can't play, you know, up a few years or whatever. Um, sure. But, but uh, I'm wondering if... If she is indeed in the show, maybe she is our Janice and not Jewel State. So, I don't know. I don't know. And she might not even be in the show. And Jewel might not even be in the show. Um, I have a feeling she's just guesses, in the yeah. show. But, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they're just like tagging people in the photos just to mess with us. Yeah, right. Exactly. No. You know? No? No? You don't think they're all? Oh. It could be. It could be. We'll see. I don't know. Come on the show. Talk to us about it. We'll, we'll yeah, gladly... Yeah. Yeah, hey, look, uh, I'm holding I'm holding Steve Lillian to what he tweeted at us. Okay, he said, "Let's yeah. chat in the fall." And by God, we're going to chat in the fall. We're going to chat. <laughs> we're going to yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so so there you have it. There's there's our cast. Uh, you, you know, Raymond Lee is is Doctor Bin Song, um, and uh, Caitlin Bassett is is Addison. Um, Mason Alexander Park is Ian Wright. Ernie Hudson is Herbert Magic Williams. Nanrisa Lee is Jen, and maybe Jewel State is Janice or Naomi, and maybe Eve C. Lindley is Janice or Naomi. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And maybe Scott Bakula will be in it, and maybe he won't. We'll see. Maybe. Um, I can tell you this. His picture is at least probably going to be in it, <laughs> as is Dean Stockwell's. <laughs> yes, probably. Ah, ah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yes, and we know yep. production has started. Um, if you are not following uh, Brian Winbrandt, Steve Lillian, or Martin Garrow in particular, I, I say find their Instagram. Uh, Brian Winbrandt does not have a Twitter account, um, but he does have an Instagram. Uh, Martin Garrow has both. Uh, follow them on social media. They are posting stuff. They are posting um, you know, production photos. Uh, Martin Garrow even posted a little video earlier. Um, you know, the information that we have at this point, we haven't gotten any new information from the Observer or Captain Galaxy, is basically, you know, it's out there for people to find. So follow them, uh, you know, check out what they're posting. We know they're in production right now. Um, we have a feeling that they were shooting some stuff from the 1989 scenes uh, yesterday uh, on the 12th, and then they were shooting some you know, current time stuff today. Uh, they're going to be uh, obviously shooting uh, through the end of the month. Uh, I cannot wait to, to get our first, you know, taste, whatever it'll be. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get something even more exciting this coming week. Um, and you know, as soon as we release this podcast, I'm sure that they will drop something that we will <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll have to wait <laughs> just to don't mess about. with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. I think this was like, we mentioned this in the, uh, in the chat with Matt, like, like the teaser trailer. Yeah. For the show. Yeah. The I know. Ah. I, I mean, we, we, you know, are we going to get that uh, soonish? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to get some sort of footage? Uh, like, we were talking about this last time around, the, the upfronts with the advertisers on is, is May 16th. Um, mm-hmm. You know, will they show some footage then? Will it be, you know leaked or released to the public uh you know will we have to wait until like maybe august or or september before we see anything you know will they wait that long and then yeah. uh you know i i was speculating that we might depending on how things go we we might get like a, a comic-con panel in july and and hear from the cast then and get a screening of some footage there that that will then you know be be posted on the internet to, to whet our appetite for what we believe will be an october uh release date um all I will say, as I have said since, you know, the very beginning of the news and getting the script in our hands, it's going to be good. I believe in it. I believe in this team. I cannot wait to see what they do. And I think everyone is in for a treat and some really fun surprises that we have not talked about at all or that we have denied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or that even we know, even, even we know yet. I'm oh, sure. Like, yeah, we don't like, We just read the script. I'm sure things are going to change. Right. Between, There's a lot of stuff that can change. A, a lot of stuff that can change. Even feel like, I feel like there were a couple of scenes in the pilot script that seemed like wish list things. Like, like I wonder, like, are we are we actually going to get that scene, or yes. you know, or is that just what the writers? Is that what the showrunners what they really want? We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm excited yes. about it. You think so? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, I'm excited about it. But I guess we should leap out of here for this week. Maybe next week we'll come back with Star Crossed. 
Maybe. Who knows? It's all Maybe the we'll see if they... Did we mention, by the way, that we might change just a little bit about what we're planning on doing with the revisited episodes? Have we talked about that yet? We have not. We maybe okay. we should put this out there. Put it out for the social meds. Yeah. So we'll, we'll and we'll talk a little bit more about it as we go on. But we initially, you know, we thought we would basically cover each and every episode, right? We do it in order, just how we'd done last time around. And then we started thinking about what would really be kind of essential um, for fans, new fans in particular, um, that were wanting to get you know, prepared mm. for the October release. Now, obviously there's plenty of time for people to binge watch the whole series if they want to, but we thought that maybe it would be better for us and, you know, better for the show and better for the fans that have been with us from the very beginning. If instead we just revisited what we would consider kind of the essentials, you know, we've done mm. our top 10 list. We've done our favorite episodes. We've talked about that in the past. Obviously this isn't that these are the episodes that we consider for one reason or another to be kind of essential to the fabric of quantum leap um, that do add something to the mythology. Some of them might not. Some of them might just be kind of your standard episode of the week, but we think it's so brilliant that it, you know, you can't miss this. Um, mm-hmm. And and we for thought, trying. <laughs> Americanization of Machiko. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Um, thou shalt not, however. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we wanted to kind of just stick to the essentials because that way we would be able to kind of get through sort of the hit list first and then maybe fill in the gaps later on down the road at some point. Um, because obviously there's a finite number of weeks between now and the premiere and those weeks keep getting interrupted by all this new, you know, wonderful news that, that is released by the production team and the creative team. So, uh, sure. we will be changing it up just a little bit. We are going to obviously include, include star crossed because it is an incredibly important episode to the fabric of the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, obviously that, you know, we're, we're going with that, but we, we're going to skip around is, is basically what I'm trying to say. Sure. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Cause I think, there's some episodes, season three, season four. Like, yeah, we've covered them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on that note, should we leave out here? Get we some sleep. We, yeah. uh, we, are, we are recording this on uh, the day after daylight savings time. Um, our kids how'd you, how'd your kids go down? <laughs> they, you know, they went down pretty well. We, uh, Betsy planned a, a day to tire them out. Um, oh, nice. So this afternoon, I had a I had a workshop this afternoon over Zoom, and then this afternoon we went to the St. Louis Zoo. Awesome! Uh, kind of we didn't see very many animals. Uh, it was all it was all rides. Like as soon as Harrison saw the train going around, like he just wanted to ride that, so he rode that twice. The merry-go-round. We saw some animals along the way, <laughs> uh, but it was mostly like riding, like whatever rides were available. But they both passed out uh, pretty early tonight. How did your kiddos do? Uh, you know, Jude went down pretty easily. Uh, you know, he's four months old and we we just started sleep training. So, um, you know, we're really trying to not repeat the same mistakes we made with Hattie. Uh, and, and he, he did well. He, he woke up at one point, uh, while I was putting Hattie down and I was just sort of like, oh man, now I'm in for it. Cause Jess had run to the grocery store real quick. Uh, but he fell back asleep on his own, which was really nice. Hattie had a little bit of a struggle, but I don't know if it was related to daylight savings time. It might've just been she's three, you know, which sometimes that's one of those things where, you know, for having a particularly tough day or whatever, I'll just turn to my wife and be like, she's three, you know, it's like, eh, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. okay. We're, we're good parents. She's an awesome kid. We're going to get through this. Everything will be fine. Uh, awesome. and then, you know, I scoop her up, tell her, I love her, tell her she's an awesome kid. 
but it's not okay to hit daddy in the face. <laughs> oh, Eleanor, Eleanor, the youngest one. She's going through that phase yeah. right now too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's awesome though. She was, yeah. she was wonderful. By the time I, by the time I left her room, she was very happy and, uh, and then faded off to sleep before we even started recording, which was cool. So, Fantastic. um, so yeah. Uh, so this has been one of our longer episodes, obviously, uh, recently, recent memory. Um, yeah. we, we did go on some tangents. It is kind of what we do. We're going to try and lock it down, keep it at about, you know, an hour in, in future episodes, but, uh, or less, but, um, there was just so much to talk about. There is. And I, I felt like so much happened this past week that mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it was like, I, I, we could have dropped a new episode Tuesday night Wednesday night, Wednesday, yeah. and then our regular episode, and still had stuff to talk about, just because yeah. we got the cast announcements, we got the production uh, photos and stuff like that. So, um, and when Steve Lillian responded to you know one of our tweets uh, about Ernie Hudson, I just I said what's next, kind of as a joke, and he's like, you know, he said something about Wednesday, you know, just wait for sure. Wednesday, and I was just sort of like, ah, you know, there's yeah. more. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and he he liked our Instagram post too, just uh, reposting their pictures. So yeah, they. They're interactive. With they the fans. are, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Just another, again, another display of, of how important I think that this this is to them. Um, yeah, and you know, it, you you almost can imagine, and and hopefully we'll get the chance to ask them this question one day, whether it's a, through a tweet or you know Zoom or whatever you know opportunity we might have, you know, to just to just say like, was this like a project that you always kind of wanted to do but never thought you'd be able to, and then one day all of a sudden the opportunity presented itself and you were like, holy shit. I get to yeah. write Quantum Leap, you know, like I'm going to get to do this. Like I was curious. I genuinely was curious about that. Yeah. I would love to hear the story yeah. one day, but anyway, we should jump right. out of here. Anyway, let's do it. Uh, Fates Wide Wheel, uh, find us on the web, fateswidewheel.com, uh, across social media, Fates Wide Wheel, uh, patreon.com. Thank you again, Dana, for becoming our first uh, Patreon. Thank you, and again, Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you. Uh, follow us on whatever your favorite podcatcher is give us a review get uh, help us get our name out there spread the word uh if you know another quantum leap fan who hasn't listened to our podcast yet share share but yeah, uh yeah put the word out there and, and and you know and if you uh you know if you're so inclined and you want to check out uh the other stuff out there uh, remember the quantum leap podcast obviously is still going strong mm-hmm. um and uh there's also a newer podcast the the waiting room uh mm-hmm. podcast uh so uh, i believe there's even another one that might have just started up but i cannot think of the name of it right now so oh i bet i mean um, yeah everybody's gonna start it, yeah there's there's gonna, gonna be more right there's gonna be welcome more, but, um, come on yeah yeah welcome the community and you know and, and let's and, and i think that one of the opportunities that we have that's really unique right now is to like basically really cement this fandom as being something that's important and integral to the show in the same way that you see with, you know, with other fandoms and, and to also be a place of positivity like you don't always see in other fandoms. Um, which is going to be, you know, Hey, look, we're starting hey, to you know what? on that one. I know, but let's, let's give it a shot. Damn it. <laughs> we're, you know what? We're going to get there. And like I said last week, I'm not focusing on, on, yeah. on on fans who are, are going to say certain things about the new series and and new cast members, I'm just not yeah. not engaging. I just want to geek out with my fellow geeks. Yes, yeah, Whew. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Speaking so. of final note, uh, we have a uh, a ton of new members in the Facebook uh, Facebook World group. Yes, welcome. Thank you. I need to get on here and actually give you like an individual shout out and welcome all the new members just approved one tonight and actually the funny thing is is that uh, the individual i approved tonight is is in the industry and it may be like as i was hitting approve i was sort of like 
are they working on the show? Like, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or they just happen to be a camera operator. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so welcome to all of the new members. Um, y- you know, I-, I was trying to be super communicative uh, the past few weeks, and then this past week has been a little bit more difficult just because there's been some new things kind of thrown my way. So I'm going to try oh, sure. to, to, to be to be as available as I have been um, in, in the past. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're rambling at this point. Let's leap out of here, right? Let's leap out of here. To do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's leap let's out of here. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Thank all right. you all so very much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. We really appreciate it. Uh, my name's Sam. I'm Dennis. We'll see you next week for something. Something. <laughs> something, all right. Something Bye quantum y'all. leap related. <laughs> something quantum leap related. Bye, y'all. <laughs>